Warning, the Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. Several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jello Kuhn and Zach. Never play anything like this ever again. Thank God. This is my least favorite Green Day song. <laughs> Reminds me of the era of plastic fans. Uh, where have we been? It has been a long time. I am Jellicoon, alongside Zach. And hello, hello. Yeah, we both on vacation. Yeah, it was nice. It was... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I needed a vacation from the podcast, but it happened to go that way. <laughs> yeah, well... I didn't I, bring any computer stuff to where I I mean, went. I had a laptop and whatnot, but it would have been a really shitty mic, and... Yeah, I could have called into my phone again. Exactly. We could have did the uh, <laughs> Skype, you know. Hey, I offered you and John to do the show. John had his shot. True. He wasn't uninterested. He's like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I like being on the show, and I'm like, well, See? just wait. Until we finish this season, we'll do something. So okay, because here I thought maybe the, you know, the the stress of having to come up with something, you know, would people like it? Right. Yeah, it's just too much pressure. No, he's pretty laid back, and he he enjoys it, and he talks about anime with me. But he's like, you know what? I'm only watching airing stuff. So until it's done airing, there's nothing to say. He's very completionist. He's not going to judge anything before it's done. <laughs> well, I'm the same way. I mean, like, I've done some reviews. Yeah. My probably most notably Madoka Magica before it got done airing. And mistake that was. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> Especially with that show, jeez. Exactly. No shit. <laughs> you pick, like, the worst show to do it. <laughs> well, better, like, Steins Gate. You, like, review 1 through 12. <laughs> yeah. Like, this, this show, show is slice of life and nothing happens. Exactly. Terrible. Yeah. Don't watch it. Um, That'd be like the biggest mistake show yes, to do. <laughs> yes, Madoka was close, but uh, yeah, no, nah, we uh, uh, you know just vacation and whatnot. So um, no, I mean like I thought about bringing my laptop and bringing my mic up, and I was like, I don't have time. Like I, I you know, I mean, you shouldn't have to make time if your vacation is about doing something else. Thirty six hundred miles. I was like, duh, too much driving. There you go. Okay. Did uh, in the car. On the highway review. Wow, Bonsai Beat Mobile. There you go. <laughs> In transit. <laughs> All the whirring of the wind. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, dude, it was crazy, man. Like, okay, so, as everyone knows, I'm from Minneapolis, originally. Mm-hmm. It was hotter up there than it was in North Carolina when I was gone. Wow. We went 
to Mount Rushmore as one of the places we went as well. It was 101 degrees. <laughs> it's like, fuck! Well, it's, it hasn't gotten that hot the whole time I've lived in Virginia. It's been pretty temperate. Yeah, I mean, it was... Like, our hottest days were, like, 92. Dang. Hey, it was hotter up north than it was in the south. Well, I was up there, and I was like, motherfucker, you know, I just wanted a break from the heat. You know, 80s I could stand, but no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit had to follow me. I was going to say, Virginia is in the south, but I do live in southern Virginia, so it should be warmer than Michigan, but I've heard it's been about the same this summer. Yep. So, but yeah, uh, I, I didn't want to do a show where we were phoning it in, literally, and or, you know, shitty quality, because I'll be honest, if I, I listened to a podcast like that, I'd be like, what the fuck? You'd be surprised how many podcasts don't care about that. I listen I, to some that have, like, a decent following, and it's just like... <laughs> the whole time yeah. like who can stand this <laughs> well yeah and that's the thing too is like what really surprised me was like um i don't know if you've heard of tom Merritt. um i listened to a show called daily tech news today well they did a show from dragon con you know a convention in in atlanta right um and he'd forgotten they'd forgot to like record through their like audio in or whatever so it sounded really fucking shitty and he even says in the very beginning of the episode, oh, hey, we forgot to record in the wrong input, da 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 But then he still released it. And it was like as if you were listening on, like, someone's, like, recorder, you know, that they were holding <laughs> up. era. Yeah, like they were holding it up in the air, like, all right, yeah, let's do this. And it was unlistenable because you could hear all the crowd and this and that and... Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say, like, that's um, the worst time to screw it up because there's so much uh, oh, ambiance. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, one, one of my things I kind of pride myself on, I'm not, we're not perfect by any means, but mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm not like an audio snob or, oh my God, it's got to be, you know, so good quality, but I don't want to fucking hear like, uh, you know, shit going on in the background or like pixels or, you know, audio freak, you know, crap. I mean, there was no offense. I'm not going to name the show, but Zach and I were invited on to another podcast and you know they found us we didn't find them cool i mean we're getting out there and it's flattering yeah it is i mean i i frankly i, I was you know oh cool but you know i'm not gonna just say yes you know i don't want to it sounds kind of elitist i'm not gonna lend my name i mean i've done almost nine years of podcasting now and i'm not gonna just go on you know not like i go on a lot of podcasts anyway but point being is I wouldn't listen to their latest episode because I don't like to listen to someone's oldest first episode. Like, it, I, I kind of find it funny. One of our most downloaded episodes is episode number one. And it's like, if you're going to listen to my first episode, you it's night and day. Like, I sucked. When I started this show, ums and ahs and this and that and, you know, not knowing how to podcast, not knowing what to do, no format, you know. You should always judge a podcast, in my opinion, on its latest episodes. Mm-hmm. So I listened to this latest, latest episode of theirs. There's a co-host who's like the guy's girlfriend who fell asleep during the podcast recording. <laughs> and she's like snoring in the background. And it was so fucking annoying. And she was one of those people who snore. That might be loud one second and then quiet. And then, and then loud again. And it's like, oh, okay, I- I'm done. Fucking done. 
How does that even happen? I've never fallen asleep at my computer. Well, I think they shared the room that the computer was in or something. Uh... I, I don't know, but... Yeah, I was going to say, that'd be the only logical explanation. Is like, yeah. It's in their bedroom anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, I... We're not I, elitist. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I wrote this guy, and I was like, dude, thanks for the offer, but your fucking co-host fell asleep in the in your episode. <laughs> like, I would not release that shit. I'd be like, whatever we did, too bad people can't listen to it. But I'm sure as fuck not going to release it and expect people to listen to that show and put up with that shit. Like, I would just be like, dude, we'll get you on again when, you know, time permits. You know, you can always record another episode. All right. So, I don't or really, know. Or release the part that isn't tainted by snoring. Exactly. Anyway. Get <laughs> this whole fucking rant. That's quite the tangent. Yeah. Uh, either way, my whole point was, you know, I want to at least put out a episode where, you know, you can hear us, you can understand us, and... We're crystal clear, and you know it's like we're in the room with you. Mm-hmm. That's what I want when I listen to a podcast. Nothing bugs me more with shitty audio. Like I can always tell when people have like are sharing the same microphone, like three or four people right. around the room, and it's like don't don't fucking do that. <laughs> they all sound like different angles, and then they yes. get louder and quieter when they try to adjust it. Yep, exactly. Yep. It's like fuck annoying, yes. especially because I listen to most podcasts like. Uh, at the gym or just, like, with headphones mm. or whatever. Oh, and on really headphones, noticeable. it's the most noticeable. Yep. Yeah. Like, in my car, if it's, like, slightly staticky, whatever. It's like the radio. But, mm. I mean, in the age of, like, good quality playback devices and headphones, if it sounds shit, I'll just turn it off because it hurts my ears. Yep. Yep. Anyway. The <laughs> getting back on topic. Uh, as people are like, fuck this show. Yeah. <laughs> Elitist bastards. We never said anything about content, but we sound great. Yes. Well, allegedly. I mean, maybe I had to get Let's... John Paul up on this and, you know, work his audio magic. Of course, now mm-hmm. he's a professional, so he might be charging me, like, you know, mm, 200 bucks a second. Se- seems like a lot. Exactly. Um, but I did give me a chance through the thousands of miles of driving. I didn't watch as much as I thought I would, but I watched some. So uh, <laughs> I watched Charlotte, the show I vehemently you condemned disliked. It. Yeah, you condemned it the first time. I this was one of those it. shows that shitty first episode, in my opinion, but. I finally sat down and watched ten through two through ten, so um, it got much better, much, 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 much better. Well, that first episode is relevant, but it's it doesn't, relevant, see, it doesn't but seem it doesn't that seem way when it's like, only that one. Yeah, like now that the whole banner has been unfurled, it was like, oh, that's why it was so easy for him to go to that school. Oh, that's why this and that and. Right. It all makes sense after the fact. But even in the first, like, uh, you know, people usually have the three and done rule or the four and done rule. Like, you know, episode four. If it's not good, fuck it. It's thrown in the trash. This was one of those shows. Uh, Even three and done, it could have passed, I think. Because the third episode is with the other girl character. Tenori? Is that her name? Now? No, no, no. The Eucharin. The idol. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I hate her character. Fuck that what? bitch. 
best character. No, she's all too happy and nice. No, but her... <laughs> okay, here, yes, I like her alter ego. Yeah. We'll go into that's, more detail. That's what I like about it. But yes, yeah, so that is our review for next time in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be reviewing Charlotte. Because it'll end on that day, it in will. fact. Because so, it comes out Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, this is one of those shows where it's like, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I gave it another chance. And, uh... I'm just gonna say, I uh, called it. Even last time we recorded, I said, well, I put this one off because, similar to most PA work shows, there'll be some sort of tragedy twist in the middle, and I'll want to watch it all at once. So I pretty much called that. Yeah, from episode 7 and forward, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Now's character, too. It reminds me very much of Haruhi. Oh, there you go. Like, bossy character, right? Wait, wait, wait. Which Haruhi? Which Haruhi? The one and only? Yeah, the one and only. There you go. So, yeah. I'm like, which Haruhi? That's a stupid question. <laughs> hey, there could be lots of girls in Haruhi. Yeah, probably, but, but like, the well, the student council analogy isn't, like, enough of a similarity, but, like, her disposition mm-hmm. and bossiness reminds me. Mm-hmm. Then she also has other kinder moments. I don't know. I'm really excited to talk about it. Oh, great music, great show. All right, we'll probably show it. the season for me. There you go. Uh, what else am I watching? Oh, my wife is a student council president. The so most. What? What's that? Gross. Gross. What? Hey, the show actually has a running story. I don't believe it. I just it... saw the cover and I'm like, what is this smut? <laughs> <laughs> through through fifteen minute episodes or five minute episodes or whatever the minute episodes they are, there's actually a continuing arc, not arc per se, but like a running gag, I think you call it. There's actual continu continuality to a degree. Well, that's impressive then <laughs> for that show. Did we ever finish the doctor type short show? What do you call that one? Yeah, psychosomatic adequacy. Yeah, I never finished that, but I should. We did, and we reviewed it. Oh, okay, well. But I reviewed it without finishing it. Good job. Yeah, Good job. <laughs> we all knew what it was going to be. I'm really doing my job. Exactly. Um, that is about it. But, I say, I fucking love pawn shops. What? Or did you buy more anime? I bought more anime. Who's pawning anime? They're like, I, I don't have know. Jewelry, my this... gun, and some anime. Yes. So we were in Rapid City, South Dakota, home of Mount Rushmore, and I was like, we were driving around, we saw pawn shops, and I was like, oh, kick-ass pawn shops. There's always anime or cheap-ass DVDs or something. And they had a little anime section, like, in, behind lo- behind a glass door. So I got, that shit's valuable. Oh, well, yeah. When <laughs> My brother, so it was great, my brother worked at a pawn shop, still works at a pawn shop, but the pawn shop we worked at originally... Didn't know the value of anime. I mean, not value of anime, but like they would sell like complete sets for like next to nothing. I was gonna say they price it like DVDs normally are. Yeah. Or is that's not the case? Yeah. So I picked up his and her circumstances, all five volumes and the art box. Ten bucks. Wow. That's a fucking steal. Yeah, it is. And then uh, I got Madlax, the complete series. Is it about mad laxatives? Yes. Yeah. No, it's a girl with gun show. 
Oh, my two favorite things. I don't know. I've never actually never seen it. I've heard of it. Well, it's a cool thing to buy, though. I I like the buying things you haven't seen, although I'm going to have to buy Charlotte. It was 20 bucks. I looked up Mad Lax and got lacrosse. Nice. (laughs) Type in Mad Lax anime. Oh, here we go. Looks generic, but... Read read the synopsis. Please. In the country of... Gaz Sonica. Yep. Civil War rages. There, a mercenary called Maddox, or Madlax, what does it say? Plies her trade with almost supernatural skill. In the seemingly peaceful country of Nafirce, Margaret Burton lives a tranquil life. As separate as their lives may seem, the two are connected by ties of mystery in a holy book that is also sought by the shadowy organization and fan. <laughs> As, as Margaret and Madlax follow the path of their destiny, they come ever closer to uncovering the truth, with no guarantee that is the truth they can bear to learn. Okay, well, it sounds pretty generic from that. Well, it looked pretty cool on the cover. And Using buzzwords such as destiny and uncovering the truth they can't bear to learn. Hey. Se- seems a little generic. I but can't uncover the truth that you need to learn either. The cover is cool. It's a lot of girls with guns. Yep. So I was like, ah, 20 bucks? Show I've heard of, at least. At least. Don't know if it's any good, but twenty bucks for six DVDs or seventy, whatever it's up to. I was kind of pissed though because I opened it. It was one of those where it's the big clamshell, mm-hmm. but it's just I'll stack all the DVDs on top of each other. Oh, I hate that. I was like, God damn it! But they it were makes all... the noise when you like try to flip them. Like, oh no, no, no! There's no flipping here. This was literally what? one. DVD case with all six stacked on top of each other. Literally. On one little ring thing? On one little ring. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, ugh. Like, Think about we... the scraping if you ever rotate. Well, the good news is is I did look before I purchased, and they were all clean, and, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. They're there, and they're pretty stiff. All so right. they're not going anywhere, but still, I was like, dang it. But yeah, I've been looking for his and her circumstances forever. Well, not that hard. I could have bought it off of... Nozomi is selling it, but I like the fact that it's the old, uh, I think it's Central Park Media, or one of the older, it's the older singles, the singles and the art, I like buying, if I can buy singles, I like the singles, especially with the art box. It just seems like a better deal, because you get all the different boxes and CDs. Yep, and it's up, so... That's why the Blu-ray DVD thing, I'm like, well, that's good. It's like the best deal, but then it's one little box. Yeah, but whatever. So, yeah, um, I was really surprised, and it was really fun, because I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so I was looking through DVDs, and then I started looking to the back of the store. I'm like, oh, there's some TVs and shit. Like, oh, hey, there's this all the anime. Yes. <laughs> we like, should do that for a show. Just drive around the country, going to pawn shops, buying anime. Yeah, but one of the three other ones, they didn't have any, or at least I couldn't find any. Like, the, the one had it, but there was, like, a total of three or four pawn shops there. And I was like, kick ass. Hmm. So, what yeah. does that say about your town? <laughs> There's, like, four pawn shops. Uh, they're on the highway? Transient town? I don't know. It's got Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah, that's true. i sure there's lots of fireworks, too. The best part was the Bandito Annual Gathering. <laughs> Motherfucker. So, yeah, we were driving down the interstate, and all of a sudden, this shitload of like f- 10 or 20, like, bandito, you know, 
motorcycles, gang riders come up beside us. And I'm like, I've heard of them. What? Where are they? Where were they from? So I Google, Wikipedia comes up. Oh, they're one of the one percent. Uh, you know, they're one of the FBI considers them an outlaw. You know, bike gang. Uh-huh. Okay. Scroll down. Notable controversies. Oh, was firing at the police in 2015 in Dallas, Texas, or wherever it was. There was a big ass fucking shootout where like a boatload of people like got murdered. Or something like that with police. It was like a big ass shootout at like a bar and grill earlier this year. And I was like, oh, that's where I heard of them. It was a big oh, national story. Now, I mean, nothing happened. It was, it was funny. They had signs and shit like, welcome, banditos. Be comfortable and relax. <laughs> Please don't shoot us. Yes. Well, they, they were there when we went to the Mount Rushmore and a couple of them were hanging around. They all wore their, uh, their, uh, what do they call them? They're cuts. Right. They cuts. I mean, if you're in a bike gang, you can only wear that. I only know of bike gangs through uh, wrestling. There was a stable called Aces and Eights where they tried emulating the Sons of Anarchy. So people got jumped and they were beaten up in the ring. And they'd walk around with their cuts on, <laughs> their their jackets. Wrestling is a weird thing. Yes, yes. A I weird know. sport. So... It's soap opera for men. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. convinced. Anyway, that is practically all I've watched. Um, I've been meaning to get back to Ilya. I haven't watched it since I watched the first four episodes. But I will watch it because I would like to review it for the show. And, um, yeah. Right, and I've already seen the first two seasons. I haven't started the third one yet. I don't know. I'm scared, man. You, you have such me. great Yuri content to look forward to. <sighs> don't understand so yeah part of me understands you all i kind of understand now too but like what the fuck like you uh, season one is like all happy and colorful and comedy and no hint of yuri whatsoever so far and then you show me a clip from like season two and they're like french kissing and shit and having orgasms and what the fuck it's just some shows got to get better and better. What happened to my? What happened to the happy four episodes I've watched so far of season one? Pretty much everything in Fate Stay Night that happens to Ilya is like tragic. So you could only expect it to be so happy. Ah, uh, Like in Blade Works' greatest rendition, she gets like Berserker dies. She uh. gets killed, and Gilgamesh like slashes her through the eyes, and she like stumbles around blind, bleeding out. God. God damn! Like that's like the she had like the most tragic death. She's like Berserker, where are you? And she like collapses on the ground, bleeding from her eyes. God. So she's like nine. She's supposed to be sixteen in oh. Fate Stay Night. I don't think I think she's younger in the Ilya. Okay. Well, yeah, because everyone is. It seems like. Right. Except Rin. Rin still looks the same age. Anyway, I have babbled on long enough. All right, my turn. Your turn, exactly. So, uh, per John's recommendation, and I started it prior to, but he prompted me to continue, I've been watching Gate. I I thought about watching that, but the the, the synopsis and stuff, I just, I don't know, I just, I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to defend it. Oh, no, no, fair. Well, first off, again, if, if people don't know, just quickly summarize the show. 
Okay, so I was hesitant initially because I've watched plenty of fantasy shows. I guess Sword Art could be under the same thing, but most notably Log Horizon or uh, what's that show where guy has to go... Is it wrong to pick up a girl in a dungeon? Okay, it could be similar to that. I was thinking Outbreak Company, though. Oh, I don't consider Outbreak Company fantasy. I consider that, like, 100% otaku pandering. Like, the guy is a fucking otaku, and he's living out his, like, otaku fantasies in Outbreak Company. Okay, that's fair. So anyway, I think this, well, first I'll tell you what it is. So the ground defense self-force, whatever Japan's army is called, the JSDF, um, is attacked from another world through, like, this portal. And all, like, these knights and dragons come out of it. And then, obviously, the army beats them really quickly because they have, like, swords and we have guns. So then they're like, well, where did all these people come from? Obviously the gate, but can we go through it? So then after, so, like, that's the whole first episode. In the second episode, they send their defensive force through the gate and, like, set up a camp. So, like, their goal is to figure out, like, what the world is and stuff. And it's typical fantasy world. But the main character is someone that saved, like, an official during the attack on Japan from them. And then it, it follows him, like, he's also an otaku because anime, right? So he's interested in all the fantasy things already, but um, I find it interesting because there's like a lot of politicking going on during it. Like the emperor on the side of the fantasy world wants to take over Japan, and America is like the bad guys <laughs> in the show, and they want to take over the fantasy world. And Japan is trying to be like the mediator between the two because they're not going to lose to the emperor, like because his army sucks against guns. But at the same time, they don't want to destroy them like America does. They just want to, like, find out why they tried to take over Japan. So then you have all these interesting characters that, like, end up following the main character. You have, like, an elf and a wizard and this person who worships some god of death. So all the characters are great. That's one reason to like it. But I just like how there's a conflict of interest, whereas most fantasy shows are just, like... This is the fantasy world. Someone got thrown into it, and now, like, it either takes a slice-of-life approach or the everyone-has-to-fight approach. But this, like, goes back and forth. They take people from the other world and bring them to Japan. Hmm. So, so, like, they have all these weird experiences of, like, Japan being foreign to them and um, the oh, princess of the emperor. Do they all speak really... Japanese? No, they don't. Well... There's, like, a language barrier. Some of them learn Japanese, and some of the Japanese people learn their language, and they have, like, a uh, translator and stuff. The most recent one, America <laughs> sent CIA agents, and it's great because they all have names like Agent Smith or Agent Mike. Agent Mike! That was one of them. They're like, Agent Mike. So, but they tried to assassinate the princess that came over because she's, like, for peace, and they just want to kill the emperor. So the Japan Defense Force people and the people they brought over from the fantasy land had to, like, defend the princess and stuff. But I don't know. It's just really good. Mm. It's an example of fantasy done right, and it's 24 episodes, and I'm only, like, halfway in. So I'm very interested to see what happens, because I feel like they've already wrapped up a lot. The princesses came and gone from Japan, and, like, things seem more peaceful. So I don't know. Gotcha. And then... So I'm, I'm like, current on that. I've been watching Monster Girls, obviously. 
the most entertaining okay. show. So I tried. I tried again. But episode two wouldn't, wouldn't load, so I gave up. Oh, yeah. Episode two is the best. That's with Poppy. And a harpy. The harpy, yeah. The bird girl. That's Poppy. She's the best. Is she? Mm-hmm. Will she peck your dick? Uh, she eats popsicles provocatively. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's not good for birds. Yeah. Can, can you give her seed? Mm, what kind of seed? <laughs> Wink. Uh, nah, I, I was... Crunchyroll and mobile, like, works amazingly over 4G. Like, not even LTE, but mm-hmm. just 4G works fucking amazingly. Um, even better on LTE, but still, like... Point being is, like, holy shit, I love AT&T now. I see why they are rated so high. Anywho, I, I tried watching that, and I must have been in a dead area because it wouldn't load, and I gave up. But I'm a fan. Kind of, it's funny. I was kind of spurred because ANN like wrote this like survivor's guide to like this guide to living with with the girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because he's like a he's a host family for the interspecies exchange bill. Yeah, the the agent who wanted breakfast. Like that's as far as I got. Like mm-hmm. the agent showed me like you better not not have sex with agent them Smith. girls. Yeah. Agent well, Smith said so. Now he's required to marry one. He's like the test subject for marrying them. And then the snake girl was like, No, Agent Smith, I love him. And honey. then she drank Mountain Dew and ate Doritos and went she back ca- to Call of Duty. <laughs> she calls him Honey. Well, darling. They all have. Oh, yeah, you're right. Honey is someone else. They all have, like, nicknames. Poppy oh. says Mastery. But. So that was that. Like, I was like, oh my god, the show is so fucking riveting. And it then is episode really... two. Episode two one loads, I gave up. I was like, well. It's just like entertaining because every episode is a new character. So. Yes. Like, it's but... an obvious harem, but I don't care because oh, yeah. it's entertaining. I mean, how do you get the harpy off? Do you have to, like, pull, tug on her, like, tail feathers? Uh, she lays an egg. Fucking hell. She goes into, like, pseudo-labor laying an egg. I'm coming. Oh, more kids. Fuck! <laughs> no, he... He, uh, breaks, breaks the egg. Why? Because someone tries to steal it. Because uh, it's worth... Harpy eggs are worth lots of money, you know? So... <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on. I gotta give my harpy girlfriend an orgasm so she lays a very expensive egg... And then I'm on Easy Street. Yeah, but he doesn't need that, so he destroyed it because someone tried to steal it. Ah, so you're saying the harpy is not pro-life? Uh, he isn't. He destroyed it. Man, <laughs> show is very deep. Yeah, basically. Well, I mean, he doesn't <laughs> want to have a harpy child. He already has like ten girls living with him. Fuck. <laughs> Actually, how many is he up to? One, two, three, four, five, six. Fuck. He has a slime girl, a harpy girl, a snake girl. A what slime girl? A centaur, a mermaid, and a spider. Fucking hell. (laughs) What the actual fuck? Yeah, that just turns me on. A spider girl and a Mm -hmm. centaur girl. I mean, she's into bondage, so she can wrap you up in the web, you know? (sighs) (laughs) Fucking hell. I want John to review this. 
He hasn't even started it. What? I told him it's the perfect show. I thought show this for show him. would be for real. Yeah, exactly. Like his wife, his you know biggest fantasy. Basically, John is like getting ready to sue us. Like <laughs> defamation, exactly slander. He's like, I can't keep a job under these conditions. <laughs> so that show is amazing. Still, okay. Not as good as Charlotte. So then Charlotte is what I watched all of yesterday. I watched like eight episodes, seven episodes. Uh, what else? You know, I totally thought there was more. There, there's things I've added to my list to watch. John and I were going to watch Overlord. Have you heard of that? I have. It's on my to-watch list. But yeah, I never started it because it, it, it sounded horrible. When I actually read about it and was like, eh. Yeah, well, it has the same danger of being bad since it's based on a game like all the popular shows nowadays. But yep. it has good reviews, so I'm willing to check it out. It's an 8.1 on my anime list. I mean, like you said, it doesn't mean much when people yet, review it before it's done. But You ever watched, um, uh, not watched, on Reddit, some people at the end of the season... They'll actually graph out, you know, what mail was rating it week to week. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway. And generally, at the last episode, it either spikes a lot or declines a lot because the people that weren't going to rate it until the end are now rating it. Yeah. But, so it shows the bias, but anyway. Um, I also added... Oh, that's Gate. Hold on. I know I added a show I didn't actually watch yet. Oh, yeah. The boring world where the concepts of dirty jokes don't exist. What? And it looks very entertaining. It looks similar to that other show with inappropriate jokes. Sadokai something. Ah, the student council one. Yeah. Student council's discretion. So this show looks entertaining to me. Opening now. So it says, 16 years after the law of public order and morels and healthy child raising. Oh, wait, is this the show where the guy wears his underwear on his face the entire time? I think that's a girl, but yeah. Whatever. Uh, banned course language in the country. Akuma enrolls in the country's leading elite public morels school and is soon invited to the anti-social organization, SOX, by its founder, Ayame Kajo. As a member blackmailed into joining by... IMA, Tanuchi ends up taking part in obscene acts of terrorism against the talented student council president, Anna. Um, okay. Episode 2, The Mysteries of Pregnancy. Synopsis? Yeah. Ayame and Tanuki... This is like the hardest name to say. Tanuk. Tanukichi? Uh, sure. Uh, flesh out a plan to quote unquote, I don't like those quotes there, <laughs> educate their classmates during the school's yearly physics. Physical. Their yearly physicals. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. The educate must mean rape because it's Japan. <laughs> uh, so that sounds interesting. Oh, SOX. Socks. Mm-hmm. This organization. Sarns, Baines, Oxley. 
Yeah, <laughs> that thing. Anna is being stalked by someone. So Akuma, hey, these are a lot easier to pronounce. Mm-hmm. And Ayame try to find out the identity of the stalker. While at the same time, trying to overcome, uh, over, uh, trying to recruit Atome to their socks organization at the same time. These kids' lives are very busy. Mm-hmm. That's episode three. How to love somebody. And then finally, I want to watch Food Wars, because John has been raving about it. You can just go watch Iron Chef, or Hell's Kitchen. What are those in anime form? Or maybe. But, but I don't think those shows have as much fan service as this show does. <sighs> Do they flash their titties while they're, like, whisking eggs? The one can only hope. On Food Wars, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to find. Fan service. Well, there's a lot of manga. And there's a girl <laughs> orgasming in, in this manga. Probably because she's eating food. Um, That's how I eat food. She says reacting, and she's orgasming. That's a reaction. Why is there a topless buff guy? Oh, uh, why not? In his... His... His, uh... What do you call those things that you put on? Uh, what's the thing you wear? Apron. It says Kuma Bear Penthouse. <laughs> uh, men are attractive too, so there. There you go. Oh, man. Alright, well, you have fun with that. Looks interesting. Don't, uh. People would argue that that's like the show of last season. I think. Okay, there's a naked girl, uh, all uh, American Beauty. Instead of rosebuds, she is naked, but the rice is covering her tits. <laughs> Actually, sorry. It is a fried cutlet, I think, on top of a bed of white rice with uh, some chives. Sounds good. She's pretty happy. Sounds good to me. It's pretty cool shit. Just Google image search Food Wars fan service. So yeah, that's all I've been watching. Holy shit, there's actual new... Oh, oh, never mind. The towel's in the way. Fucking towels. You gotta wait until the Blu-ray if you want actual nudity. Haven't you learned anything? Maybe. You apparently don't watch enough fan service shows. No, I do not. I didn't either until recently, apparently. But Charlotte is still my favorite show. There you go. Right, right now. There you go. Alrighty then. Which has no fan service. Zero. You ready to move on? Uh, yes. Okay. But to what? I don't know. I just don't know. I think you do. I think I do do. It's another week and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. Yeah. Time, motherfucker. So what did we miss out on? Let's see. I think we went, like, ahead last time, so we probably didn't miss anything. Hmm. Ah, oh, sweet. Full Metal Panic on Blu-ray is now a thing. Woo! And Fumafu on Blu-ray. Woo! And... Wow. Oh, shit. Sword Art Online 2. That's a thing too. In Space Dandy season two, complete collect is it 
Oh. And yeah. they're on Blu-ray. You can get all of... Yay. And JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, season one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And Tokyo Ghoul, which was... Eh. Huh, 50 bucks. You better throw down and get your manliness. Oh, I better. I almost watched that today. Oh. Persona 4, draw da 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 uh, Persona 4 more. But that's golden, unfortunately. Yeah. Wait, no, one is the original one. Blu-ray, DVD, combo, CE. Oh, yeah, I saw this on Right Stuff. You don't even get anything good. It's like... Ah, you, get, ah. you get, like, some digital things. Maybe it's a good thing I didn't go watch it in the movie theater. So when Marnie was there, was released last week. And it was done by G-Kids in Universal Studios. Hmm. G-Kids. Yeah. Uh, okay. That wasn't last week. That's October. Dope. Wait, is it? Oh, yeah, it's only September, isn't it? Yeah. Everything I'm looking at August. God damn it. I was going to say, you were reading through what we were supposed to be talking about so quickly. Motherfucker. Ah, I can't me no ma- look at calendar dates. <laughs> uh, yeah, some good stuff. And you skipped uh, uh, Wixis. The second season of Wixis will be out Ooh. next week. I really enjoyed the like both seasons of that show. There's a movie that came out, but I haven't seen it yet. Is it dubbed? No, not yet. It came out in like, theaters in Japan like a couple months ago. No, not the movie. I'm saying the seasons. Oh, um, yeah. Funimation did it. Oh, sweet. Well, I'm going to go watch it then. All right. Good show. So we've got Tosuke Monogatare. Something Dull. Came out. Or just the came Yatsugi out. doll? Yeah. Your regular high school, which I think you hated. Yeah, John made me finish it. That show's awful. The regular at Magic High School. Overpowered main character. Ooh, uh, person with brother complex. There you go. Fullmetal Alchemist, a complete collection on Blu ray. That is going to probably select Gangbusters. Although I wonder if that's the. Oh, you see the $300 the original- one, though? Holy shit. They have a Blu-ray CE and an LE. The CE's three thirty. All right, collector's wait. edition. Time to go on to. Uh, I was gonna say I was bringing up right stuff to see what's even in it. Yeah, I would assume. Or does Funimation have that one? Oh, it is Funimation. I'd still look at right stuff. They'll, they'll tell you more anyway. I mean, I hate uh, Funimation's website in general. Yeah, it's not very useful. Not very useful at all. Searching things and stuff on the right stuff. Here we go. All right. Ba-ba-ba, 41 bucks. More 41 bucks. Apparently they don't have it. Oh, wow. It looks real cool. I found it on Funimation, despite it being a shit website. I'll link it to you. Here we go. So, uh, this one is, uh, $214 instead of $329. It's out of stock already. <sighs> All right. The, the, like, initial box is so cool. Yeah, it looks it's like It's like one of the grimoire things of the alchemist symbol. All right. What's in it? Let's see. The transmutation of a phenomenon, an inside look, comedic videos... 
commentary, textless opening, uh, closings, trailers. But there's like a whole bunch of physical things. What are the physical things? Uh, cards? Hey. Let's see. So, deluxe. Let's see. Ten collectible art cards. Mm hmm. Uh, deluxe textured art prints. Yeah, whatever that is. Suitcase packaging with leather texture. Ooh. Alchemy book style chipboard box and leather that, texture. See, for three hundred bucks. A chipboard? I mean come on. How with leather it? texture too. It's not yeah, even a real leather box. So there you go. See that's where I'm kinda like I'm spending three hundred dollars even this on right stuff is two fourteen. Like, why not make like a book like that just opens up and that holds all that shit with mm-hmm. a real like leather, you know. Uh, Although a three hundred page full color art book is pretty sweet. Yep. And of course, fifty one episodes plus extras. So I mean, it's a lot of money, but that shows yeah. longer than most. It well, is fifty one episodes. That and, um, it's the original Full Metal, not Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the art book would be pretty cool. We got Peacemaker. And then the comic artist and his assistants. John watched that. Yeah. Well, good for him. That's all I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I would definitely go the Full Metal Panic route because Full Metal Panic Season 1 and Fumafu are both amazing shows. And they're on motherfucking Blu-ray. So, that's pretty awesome. I would choose Wixus and Jocha. And you know what? I would say Wixus too because... You sold it. Yeah, it's a great show. Check out my reviews on Bonsai Beat. There you go. BonsaiBeat.com front slash reviews. I think I reviewed both seasons, whether it was together or separate. So. Uh, I think I might have did them, you did them separate both. on purpose. No, no, did them both. But not on separate episodes. We reviewed... Uh, what the fuck is that show? The Racing One. Red line. Yeah. Indeed. All right. So, there you go. Go buy shows. Go support the industry, damn it. Um, well, should I get into my review? Or is there anything else you want to talk about? Hmm. Well, there is one last thing I want to talk about. Okay. So we had a viewer, listener, uh, viewer doesn't make sense, it's not a TV show, uh, comment on what show they think I should watch because I asked for requests last time. And the show that was recommended was from one of the fans. I love his name because I'm pretty sure in asking for this advice, I'm, I said if one of the fans could tell me. <laughs> so it's hilarious that you named himself that. Said, Zach, you should watch High Bane Renme. Hanama Renme. Okay. And I have not yet, Come on. but I will. I just, I put it on my list for the next season because I'm not interested in anything that's going to be airing, I don't think. So I watched the opening and it told me literally nothing about what it is and the synopsis was vague. So I'm excited because it's a mystery show and I'm glad that I couldn't tell what it was about from the synopsis. And that is the type of show I enjoy. So this person probably recommended a good one. And in English, it's the Charcoal Feather Federation. 
It's a thing. So, looks pretty cool. Funimation dubbed it. I don't know if I'm going to watch it dubbed or subbed, but definitely going to have to check it out. There you go. All right. Now you can review. Now I can. Sorry, my cat is like rolling around on the damn desk. Cats do that. Impossible to use my mouse. Yeah, they're they're never around when you want them, but they'll bug the shit out of you when you don't. Yep, exactly. That's cats. Yep, it's a cat. Uh, all right. So season two of Tower Draga. Um, it's a thing, and it's stuff. <laughs> Alright, so season two of Tower Draga is, well, it's different. Different than season one? Yes. So, I said last time, I'm going to have to spoil season one. So, consider this your warning. If you do not want to uh, hear the spoiler, and you want to be surprised for yourself, go watch the damn show, and don't listen to this review. Then come back and listen to this review. (laughs) So... And remember, in the first uh, season, the whole point was to find the blue the blue orb after feeding Duraga, and I could grant any wish. Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't true. Ah, there's no wish. There's no wish yet. There's a whole nother labyrinth, a whole nother uh, area they got to go to. A sub tower of Duraga. Another tower that doesn't actually physically exist. Oh, wow. That's deep. So, um, essentially, it just opened up another tower. So, um, in the end of season one, Jill was betrayed. and uh, Probably because someone wanted the wish. Yeah, well, no. So, his brother and Kaya but turned on Jill. And his brother was using everybody in his party to get to the top because he knew about the second tower called the Tower of Fantasy or whatever it was called. Hmm. So, um, Kaya and Ham are the only ones who go on. Why doesn't anyone else go? Because uh, they took and ran, essentially. Uh. Yep. So... So the orb you get from Duraga just lets you go to the second place? Pretty much. Hmm. Uh, so, season two starts off uh, where basically uh, Jill is super depressed about Kaya betraying him. Uh, and Fatina has become a tour guide. The Tower of Duraga <laughs> now is like an attraction because now that it's been defeated... All there's no more, you know, enemies and stuff. They just so, never respawn. They never just... respawn. It's like it's okay, it's a one and done deal. Hmm. Um So uh she has a tour guide for the Tower of Draga and she takes people through on tour and this and that. The sergeant of the army from the first season now runs a restaurant. Hmm. And Melt. So you don't even meet Melt until the second episode, which is awesome. But they kind of go through um, everything. Uh, you know, they kind of show everybody is now. You know, it's been like six months since everything happened. Uh, they mm-hmm. got shafted. The government basically told them to fuck off. 
It was the government? Well, so uh, in the end of the first season, like the sergeant, there's a few people who were from the army. Mm. And they all ended up having to team up to defeat Duraga. And one of the things they said was, you know, we will make sure you're rewarded for helping the army and helping us and this and that. Well, when they got back, um, the king was pretty much like, fuck off, you're not getting anything. And, uh, yeah. So, a, a resistance kind of starts because the king now, King Gilgamesh, has been, like, really cruel. And, you know, is, like, locking people up. And it's basically, like, you know, my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. So, um, U2 has become a pro wrestler. <laughs> I like how everyone just did weird shit. Yeah, exactly. It's the whole thing. Like, um, Kai, uh, she's just kind of there. Uh, anything else? Obviously, Ami's, Ami's dead. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of anybody else. No, not really. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're all kind of doing their own thing. Do you get to see the people that are clearing the next tower? Yeah. So Jill and Kaya have been going through the tower and making their way through. That's really about it at this point in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) uh, Fatina pretty much wants to fuck Jill. And, like, Dreg's... He's, like... Jill's been, like, locked in his room, all depressed and whatnot. And she wants to go out, and she makes passes at him. And pretty much says, like, you know, you're better than your brother. You know, I shouldn't have given you shit. Because in the first season, she pretty much rode his ass and, like, was the one always, like, talking shit to him. Like, oh, you're, you know, you're going to get killed, and you suck, and, you know, you're terrible. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, she was the one in the first season who, like, was the instigator, a lot of that stuff. And but in the second season, she plays a much more a bigger role. And essentially, she wants to, you know, date Jill, and she sees him as a good guy and things of that nature. So, um, they go out and they meet Utu. Utu's like a wrestler now. It wasn't really wrestling per se. It was like wrestling, but with like staged, you know, like a like a, like a show. Mm-hmm. Like normal wrestling. Pretty, well, yeah, I guess, yeah. Some would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they meet, they run into a girl, um, I think it's... Uh, yeah, 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 okay. Yes. So, while they're out, they run into a girl uh, named, I think it was, her name was Kai. I can't remember for life of for season two. Uh, I think it was Kai. No, it wasn't a Kelly. Ba, ba, ba. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, it was it was her. Sorry, it's been like a month since I watched the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it was her as a child. For whatever reason, she was... A, I, I remember the reason, I won't get to it yet. But so she was a child. And the guards and stuff were chasing after her. And Jill and Fatina were like, Oh, we're going to protect her. She's just a kid. Well, it turns out she knows how to get to the next level. 
And they said, you know, hey, we've tried. We have both gone back to the, uh, you know, we both went to the Tower of Turaga, went to the top again. Which is easy now, but no, there's no Yeah, way. no, literally. They show them trying to defeat Turaga again. And Turaga is like the former shell of himself. He shows up and, like, falls over and pretty much <laughs> can't do anything. And when he's defeated, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then he responds. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. like, the, everything in the tower is pretty much like a zoo. Right. Um, so, uh, the best part, Melt and Koopa. Melt started his own, like, Aspen called Meltland. <laughs> and he got incredibly rich. And That's he keeps great. saying how he's filthy rich and he eats like I forget what he eats but like it's this food he eats all the time that's super expensive and he goes well I'm filthy ridiculously rich so I can do that kind of thing and he calls it Meltland it was in the uh, it was actually in the Tower of Draga uh, so in the first season there's an episode where there it's like winter and it's like crazy ass blizzarding and people freeze to death and it's near the top of of the Tower of Draga it is mm-hmm. now like Aspen, and he started he started his own like attraction, and now he's rich. It's awesome, like, like ski resort. Yes, stuff. exactly. The ski resort. <laughs> it was fucking amazing. I was like, holy shit, there he is, because they go through everybody but Melt. Um. So, eventually, Melt turns on them because the government is like, oh, you're doing all these illegal things. We'll keep you doing all these illegal things if you help us capture Kaya. Or not Kaya. Uh, what was her fucking name? Uh, Kai. Uh, so, he turns on them, but eventually they end up having to be teamed up, and using Kai, they they get him back from the government. She gets captured, but then they go and get her back. Hmm. Um, she essentially... Sorry. Essentially, she says, hey, I know how to get to the fantasy realm. Let me take you there. Right. Because that's what they want to do. And at first, Rutina is like, no, I don't want to go. Fuck you. You know, why are you obsessing over this? You know, you have me now. Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, he's still hung up on on his older brother and uh, Neba and still, you know. And he also wants to, like talk to Kaya and find out like why she did it. I mean, yeah. He so did get like hung up on he, need, he needs closure. He needs exactly. to go find them. He needs closure. So they all end up going along with the government and essentially it's like three different parties now all go to the fantasy realm. And again, there's different obstacles like they all have to go through. But they do a better job in season two of um, making it mean more. I mean, my first complaint about this first season was like, you know, they 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 said, "Oh, the tower—it's dangerous, and we only have this limited amount of time, and this and that." Well, in this, they, in my opinion, did a better job of how dangerous the new fantasy era was, and they focused more time on it. Meanwhile, while that's all going on, um, Callie. Um, it, Everyone's it, names are so similar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, well, she was the girl. She was the love interest in season. She was the female, like general or sergeant or whatever. Um, 
Uh, she, uh... Yeah. She basically gets thrown out of the government or doesn't want to be there. She's there, but there's, like, a new character again uh, announced who's, like, the... <sighs> She's, like, evil. And because, basically, King Gikomish is becoming more and more evil. And we find out he's immortal. Until hmm. until they go up to the fantasy realm and they have to kill, like, the younger, real Gilgamesh. Like, Gilgamesh is essentially uh, immortal until he dies in that fantasy realm. But Does he want to die? He, yeah, in real life, like, in, in, in the village, yeah. He does want to die because he's like he knows he's being controlled. Like he's not, he's like a puppet version of himself. He does all these evil things, even though in his head he's like, I don't want to be doing this. You know, like he murdered somebody who stopped his carriage and asked him, like, you know, why are you doing this? You know, you're just to be serving us. You know, you're a king. And he even literally went out and like murdered him. And then he's like, okay, keep going on. <laughs> like, but in his head he's like. I can't help it, you know. I don't know what's happening. And he's trying to commit suicide. So remember remember early on in season one when I mentioned episode two, there was an assassination attempt on King Gilgamesh, King Gilgamesh's life? And I was like, right. that didn't make any sense. That was weird. Right. Doesn't make sense now. It does, because he was murdered. Or should have been murdered. But he's immortal. Yes, exactly. Hmm. So he was immortal even at that point in the show. Yes, correct. Hmm. So there's this woman who's introduced. She doesn't really fucking matter, but essentially she's like, you know, like the right hand man. I guess you could say, like, doing the bidding for the evil King Gilgamesh. Mm-hmm. And she knows undercover in the government. Yeah, undermining their efforts. So the the sergeant girl from season one. Uh, who was like the love interest of the of the commander? She now starts a resistance group to fight King Gilgamesh because she doesn't know. But so there's a lot of dissent going on in the village, you know, where they live now, because mm-hmm. King Gilgamesh has become a tyrant, and you know he pretty much says like, you know, fuck you guys, you know, you're supposed to be my subjects. I'm mm-hmm. your king. I'm your king. Damn it. So. Uh, that's kind of the story. It's them going through and meeting, you know, meanwhile, you know, uh, there's a big anticlimactic, or a very climactic, you know, uh, scene where, you know, Neba and Jill finally meet again, and, you know, why Kaya did what she did, and we learn a lot more. And, I mean, even for a while there, the bad guy wins. Hmm. Um, granted, in the end, you know, all is well with the world. But it was still really interesting. And I really thought they did a good job of making everything more... Um, have much more meaning. Like, at the end of season one, one of my complaints was, you know, near episode 11 or 12, all of a sudden Kaya is, like, kissing Jill and saying, Oh, you know, you're so stubborn, da 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 but I like you, and don't die. And, you know, they... Same thing with Fatina and Neba and things like that. You know, all these just love interests come out of nowhere. Right. Well, in season two, like, everything 
there's a lot more sense to it. There's a lot more backstory given to everything. So when the anti when the climactic stuff happens, it's worth it, and your your investment now is that much more. You know, they're they're not just all of a sudden I'm angry at you because of this. No, it's been a whole series of things and why and you know a lot more to it than just tacked on like love stories and shit like that you know right so um i found the episode uh season two to be much better um Hmm. having that investment in the characters was that much better i like the fact that you know uh we get to see what happens six months after you know, season one, and where everything kind of lands, and then where it all kind of picks up again. And you're introduced to new characters, but even old ones show up that you don't expect. There was one really cool episode where one of the places they go is like this house. Um, but the people who died show back up. Weird. Yeah. The House of Spirits. Well, no, they show up like, oh, hey, we've been waiting for you. And they're there like flesh and blood. But it's a trick. Well, pretty much is. Yeah. Um, oh, one other character they did introduce I didn't tell you about was Hetero. She got kind of dragged along. <laughs> hetero? Like That's heterosexual? Yes. Not hetero. Hetero. Oh, okay. She uh, kind of gets dragged along during the fracas in the very part of the series, in the second part of the series, because of uh, they were, the government was chasing them at the at the restaurant, and she was just a patron. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You're coming with us. You're gonna help us." <laughs> Turns out she's evil. Um, is everyone evil in this show? It is. <laughs> but um, where was I going? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's, overall, I really liked it. Uh, everyone comes back, makes a cameo. Yeah, I, I really like that episode, though, where they're back, um, you know, uh, and then the dream world. Because you see, like, Callie, you see, uh, everyone who died, you know, oh, it's these reunions. Oh, they're so happy, yeah. Everyone's all happy. Well, and then it turns out to be like, well, okay, this is great, but we gotta get back to our thing, and, you know, it's, it's one of those, like, you don't live in the past. Mm-hmm. This is a message. Or you can't live or in the past. Or they have to make a choice. Like, do we stay here and be happy, or do we move on with what's real? Well, that's real? actually one of the characters is saying that. They're like, why do we have to go forward? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, that plots in, like, a lot here. of different shows. Yeah, yeah. So. It's pretty cool, though. It, was a good it, have, it probably has its own trope name, like the Catch-22 revival plot. <laughs> yeah, or Ghost Friends. or yeah, Ghost Friends, yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I gave so it a... What, is, what genre is it supposed to be is my question, because, like... Action fantasy drama, I would think. Yeah, because the second one seems much more drama, and the first one seems much more fantasy. Well, they both are, but I think because now you're invested, you've got the 12 episodes under your belt, and now you've actually seen, like, plot movement in, episode, in season two. I keep saying episode. In season two, there's actually a plot mm-hmm. progression... And there was a huge, you know, at the end of the first season, you get the, you know, Neba turning on his team and, you know, Ka- uh, Kaya turning on her team and them going off and doing their own thing. Right. So there was a big kind of like review. All out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, right in season two, they start off, or start off, 
you know, right after events of that, six months later. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, I gave it an eight. That's pretty high. It's fun. It's fun to watch. I, I really felt like I got a good payoff from watching season one. And I thought they did a lot more with the characters. They all kind of grew. Um, you know, And it was nice to see people like Patina and, and Utu, who were kind of just secondary characters in the first season, come into their own and be given, you know, pretty much main character status. Mm-hmm. Along with the new characters that were introduced, like Hennero and the evil government lady. Um, right. You know, uh, they they were good villains as well. So, you know, I, you know, nothing really felt like, oh, we're adding this huge plot point because we didn't do it in the first season or whatever. Like, it all just kind of fit. And it was a really nice payoff, and it was really made season two really enjoyable. It sounds like you're going to have to check out Overlord, then. It could be similar. I don't know. Could be. And it was nice, too, because Jill, like, gave up, like, his all, like, shitty, oh, I'm going to protect everyone, and da 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 like, the whole thing I hated, you know, like, oh, I'm going right. to help everybody, and I'm perfect. He gave all that shit up. Main character disease is like, <laughs> there you go, exactly. I gotta be the strongest. Yeah. yeah. And... To me, it was like, oh, finally. Because at this point now, he's actually got a driven, like, reason to do what he's doing. And it makes sense. He got fucking betrayed. Mm-hmm. He needs closure. He needs to find his brother and teach him a lesson. And his, well, I don't know, quote-unquote girlfriend he loves. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So, check it out. I mean, the whole show is it's good. It's better than season It's better one. than I thought it would be. Mm. And I see why people really liked it. And, uh, yeah. It was a fun watch. Hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Power of Draga, folks. Go check it out. It's on YouTube for free. It's another good aspect. Yeah. It's free. Watch on your Roku or your Chrome. Oh, I have a Roku. That's my favorite. Oh, God. Best 99 bucks I ever spent. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anything else? Any questions or... Uh, no. All right. I asked well, all my questions. There you go. All right. So until next time, we're going to be reviewing Charlotte. Well, I'm so excited. Ooh. I'm going to write something so I'm prepared. Nice. Nice. Um, we're going to have Charlotte music for intro because the soundtrack is great. Check out our website, bonsaibeat.com. Leave us uh, feedback. Or if you want to be grateful, you can leave us feedback on iTunes. Um, like nine or so other people have so far. Why isn't it more, damn it? Why? That's <laughs> because yeah, we don't ask enough. I don't. And we that, could be like other shows that like every ten minutes we're like, if you like this video, can you like and upvote it and give us five stars? Yeah, and no, I... I do you know what they call that? Selling out. No, it's called uh, begging. Begging. Because you're not selling out. You're not like... You're not making money. Yeah. I mean, we do have a donation button, but I would be surprised. Uh, yeah, we have uh, eight reviews. 
We have four out of five stars. Oh. Uh, Someone didn't like us. So that's true with everything in the world. Indeed. It's always someone that doesn't like something, and that's good. If everyone was the same, it would be boring. Yes. So, all right. Well, thanks again for checking us out, and uh, check out our reviews, bondsidebeat.com front slash reviews. We got everything alphabetical order, and uh, so got some interviews we did a long time ago. We got best ofs, all kinds of fun stuff to listen to. All with great sound quality. Yes. Great. <laughs> to come full circle. You know what? We haven't gotten any reviews this year, any written reviews at least, on our iTunes. That makes me sad. All right, someone please leave us a written review, even if it's just about our great sound quality. (laughs) All right, thanks everybody for listening. Take care. This has been the Bonsai Beat Podcast. If you have any feedback, head over to bonsaibeat.com and leave a comment on the show notes for this episode. While you're there, you can also find our review index, which has a list of all the anime that we've reviewed on the Bonsai Beat podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to add us to your favorite podcatcher. You can find links to do that on our website. Otherwise, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher Radio if that's easier for you. Once again, this is the Bonsai Beat podcast. Thank you for listening. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send them to bonsaibeat at gmail.com.